Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 189 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Um, and I just wanted to start this episode with some news that I found to be pretty interesting that uh, came out like a week ago. So, you know, there's that new Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie that's on Disney Plus. Have you seen ads for this or anything? No, but I, I don't. OK, well, one of them, it, uh, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg are Chippendale in this, so it's probably pretty funny anyways. Mm. But there was a casting list on like IMDb and one of them was for ugly Sonic. <laughs> and so people were like, Oh my God, are they going to use the ugly Sonic model from the original Sonic movie? And yes. Uh, so there's that footage is out there. It's like two minutes of them at like a comic con esque thing. And mm. they like talk to ugly Sonic. Um, it's pretty funny. And so now I want to watch that movie. On Disney Plus, but uh, th- you could just look up like Ugly Sonic right, on right. anything and they have that clip. Uh, so I just wanted to let the people know that they they repurposed that model for the Chippendale Rescue Rangers hmm. movie. That's uh, uh, it's so fucking funny. I, I mean, that was not Disney at all. Sonic is nothing to do with Disney. That's nope. wild. OK, so it's very weird. And I believe so. Hang on a second. Tim Robinson. Uh, Sonic. Okay, Manny's looking something up. Yeah, so the the comedian uh, Tim Robinson voices Ugly Sonic. Mm. Um, so I'm, it, it's extra good. Okay. Yeah. Which, speaking of uh, Andy Samberg, I just watched a movie last weekend, uh, Palm Springs. Oh, I love Palm Springs. I've seen it numerous times. I was like, oh, this is a this was a you know it was an enjoyable movie. It's uh, just like a time resetting movie kind of like groundhog day or something but like yeah that's got to be like i was like that's got to be one of the worst like every day waking up and you're at a wedding yeah that would be the worst (laughs) because like at least if you're home you can kind of like go do different things you know and just be like you know what i'm just going to wipe out my entire bank account doing something stupid and then wake up the next day and then have all your money again yeah. But like at a, I feel like at a, a wedding, you're kind of limited. And I did like how he just gave up and just started wearing like swim trunks to the wedding. Yeah. That's yep. at some point. But yeah, that was a that was a very enjoyable movie, which I know you had seen it and really liked it. So, yeah, I, I love Palm Springs. So I've watched it mm-hmm. several times. Um, I just like Andy Samberg. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. I just like Andy Samberg yes. and Kristen Minotti also. Yes. I, I wish like he was in well. more. Yeah. Yeah. I also wish that because I, I always think of her. I know she was in How I Met Your Mother, but I always think of her as like the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. The first wife that he just kind of like mm-hmm. sadly just drops. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but yeah, Ugly Sonic. He's in the, yeah. the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That movie looks bizarre anyways. So, you know. Why not? Yeah, I didn't even know that was a movie coming out. So now I'm. Yeah, and it's like one of them, either Chip or Dale, is CG, and then the other one is a cartoon. It's really weird looking. Um, Excuse me? Yeah, so like there's one that's like CG, and then the other one is like a cartoon. Why? I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> overall plot. And then there's Ugly Sonic. Yeah, and then there's like, yeah, but there's like, I think there's also real people in the movie uh, and other CG things and other cartoon things. I don't fucking know, man. It looks wild. Huh. J.K. Simmons, S- Seth Rogen, isn't it? Yeah, they have so many like comedians and funny people in there that like, I'm I'm very curious about that movie. So. This is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Will Arnett's going to be in it? 
What is this? Okay, I, now now you have me intrigued by this movie. So I, that's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and I, I believe it is out now. Yeah, it is out now. So hmm. interesting. It is on. It is on the Disney Plus. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But anyway, uh, we have some PlayStation Plus yeah. news. That's actually kind of like exciting and good news. Hang on. Before that, oh, it is an eighty on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, but that's not that shocking. I mean, Disney movies out of eighty th- out of eighty three reviews. That's crazy to me. I feel like I don't know. Disney usually like hits it out of the park. I guess, but for like a weird reboot that's like only on Disney Plus and not in theaters, like to, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 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 I don't know. So that that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, the actual news that Ubisoft. Yes, uh, Ubisoft Plus is coming to the the PlayStation Plus. Uh, it's it's for the PlayStation Plus Extra and then the Premium, so the fifteen dollar and the eighteen dollar packages. Now, the one thing I haven't really looked into this is like, does the PlayStation Plus is that can you sign up for this stuff and and on your PS4 and get a lot of these benefits, or is it just PS5? That I don't know the answer to. I would guess that it's both, but um, I don't know for sure. Yeah, because like, what if you like like all that PlayStation One? Like, you can only get that stuff on the PS5 because like the PlayStation Four could never run a PS1 game. You know? No, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess that that also might be true. I really don't know. So. Yeah, I was just um, as I was kind of like reading this, I was like, I wonder if I could sign up for this. Be- and I didn't even put it in the news because they announced what the games were for the PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, oh boy, PlayStation Three stuff because it made me so sad that it was so lame that I just didn't even bother. I I had zero faith in any of that. So no, nah, and it's like the third party games are like not really good at all. The first party games are fine or whatever, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it's not anything new. You know what I mean? Like it's just all that stuff that already existed before, but like not even all of it. So it's just like, ah, boy. And why, why hold that stuff back? Like you need to get people to sign up and get excited about this. Yeah. And I just think it's funny because it's just like all of the PlayStation two games I own on, on my PS two. So it's like, I don't know. But you won't have to ever put in a disc. Sure. God, yeah. PS One. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. Is that just first party, or because they no. the way it was? I saw it listed was weird, where it was like first party, and then underneath it was third party. No, this is uh, this is both. Oh, okay. And see, like that's bullshit to me because the PlayStation One classics on PS3, there are hundreds of them. It looks like there's 13 PS2 games. Like, yeah, that a 13 and nine. That's 22 older games. And then the PS3 ones are all streaming, right? Uh, Which I so. mean, that's not even a lot either. And like, they should no, it's not. And they should have and all this infrastructure from the the PlayStation now. Like, none of this makes sense. Also, no tools on streaming sounds awful. <laughs> Sure does. <laughs> like, there's some things that you're like, okay, this would be fine streaming. No. No, yeah, like, I just, it, that's why I said I didn't even put it on here. It's right. just, like, so saddening to me. And it's one of those things where it's like, they're like, oh, but we're going to add, like, one or two games to each one per month. And it's like, that still sucks. I. That's not. No. No. No, that's just, no. You need to have more than this. Yes. 
I agree. That's why. Yeah, because like, just... like Resistance three, not one and two, just three. Just three. Just three. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, that it's just it's baffling to me. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. It's like one of those things where like I thought Nintendo wasn't trying. You know what I mean? I mean, Sony, Sony was like, here, let me show you how it's done. I just, see, I had a feeling because remember the the PlayStation One classic. Yeah, that told me everything that I. Oh, exactly. What to yeah, expect yeah. with this? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! My cats are gonna make wild noise now because there's a stray cat outside uh, my window. Uh, I think. Um, but no, yeah, I the, the that PlayStation Classic thing had like nothing that you would expect it to have, and it ended up being a cool emulation box. So right. that's fun. Uh, but yeah, outside of that. Um, but the, Nintendo the uh, Kirby 64 just got added today to the Nintendo 64 thing ooh. on the switch. I own that game. It's one of the few N64 games I own. Ooh. It's cool because um, Kirby can suck in two abilities at the same time. And then they like combine to make weird extra abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can get like a cool yellow double sided lightsaber. That was always my favorite one ooh. as a kid. Anyways. But you know what? I think mm. there's a chance that with just a Ubisoft Plus, Ubisoft might be bringing just as many PS1 and PS2 games uh, as Sony is. So, yeah, because I've looked at the P- uh, Ubisoft Plus and they have a lot of like older stuff from their back catalog. So, hmm. ooh, your cats are yeah. getting very upset. They are. There's gonna. It's gonna be a loud podcast mm-hmm. for the cats. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what Sony's got going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next, Fall Guys announced that they are going free to play on June twenty first, and that is the same day that Fall Guys will launch on the Xbox platforms and Switch as well. So Manny, I have some bad news about this. What? They're like two years too late. Uh, I don't think that's true. I do. No, because then they now it's fine maybe it'll make a resurgence, but I feel like it's come and gone. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, they have, they put out costumes all the time. They're in like season five or six or some shit of content. So like, I haven't played it since season one, but right. you know, I mean, it was fun for the first couple of weeks, but I, I it kind of got boring. It was, but they didn't even expect to, that game right. to do that well. It only blew up because it was free on PlayStation Plus originally, and then it kind of blew up on PC at that same time to go with it. But I don't know. With it being free to play, a lot more people will have hands on with it, and it'll be on every platform, and it's cross play with this. So they will uh, be able to, you know, everyone can play with everyone. And I think that will do a lot for it. So, well, hopefully, I'm not, I'm not like rooting for this to fail. I just feel like. I just never hear anybody talk about Fall Guys anymore. No, I see news articles about it all the time, but like that's that's really it. And it's always just like, you guys see this fucking sick costume? Mm-hmm. Which I mean, all the costumes, they look stupid, but at a certain point, they just like, they all look the same to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because there's only so and much that's... you can do with that art style. Because mm-hmm. they need to make it look like it's an outfit that those characters are wearing. So, yeah. Now, which one is this? Is this Sloan or Allie? It's both. Okay, great. 
So what happens for those at home who can hear this is there are stray cats, one or two that come up to my window right in front of where I have my computer <laughs> and Sloan gets very territorial and he puffs up his tail all huge. And then for some reason, Allie gets very scared of him during that. And so she then will just sit somewhere and make the wildest meow sounds ever. And mm-hmm. Sloan will like kind of growl and sometimes make less weird, loud meow sounds. But like right now she is up in a windowsill looking down at him meowing. And he is just sitting there with his puffed up tail on the ground, staring at her. <laughs> and it's obnoxious. And I also, someone is feeding these fucking stray cats in front of my house. Mm, nice. Literally. I mowed the lawn last weekend and i found a bunch of like weird tuna packages in my lawn so someone is like feeding these fucking stray cats tuna near my house you gotta keep them around you know and that's why they're always coming around and this shit happens and when it happens sometimes it'll happen in the middle of the night and they sloan and Allie get so loud with each other that it wakes me up and they're usually in the basement i was gonna say yeah they're in the basement and i'm upstairs yes that's that's wild. Yeah, so they get they get buck wild. Right now is nothing compared to how it can get. But yeah, someone is feeding these fucking cats, and if I find this person, I'm gonna beat them and also say, Why the fuck are you throwing this shit in my lawn? Right. Come on. Uh so yeah, there's that fall guys, you know? Yeah, fall so guys. That's that's the, I thought that was an interesting thing. Like Yeah, I, I, I hope it does well, but it's one of those things where I just like as I said, I just never hear anybody talk about it. So Yeah. Uh, apparently Konami's getting back into making some games. Yeah, this is I find this to be so funny because this the kind of rumor happens all the time, but this seemed to be corroborated by a lot of people. Right. Is that um Konami is planning three Silent Hill games, uh a remake of Silent Hill 2 by Bloober Team, which people would lose their fucking gourds over. People love Silent Hill 2. They can't get enough. All you can eat action. Uh so that would be funny. An episodic uh silent hill game by annapurna i think that would be people would like that Mm -hmm. um and then the last one a new mainline game which ironically i thought was so funny because no one was excited about that ever that i saw because what studio is konami gonna get to make a new mainline silent hill game i did see something about like them being potentially being ps like playstation exclusives as well yeah, that was the rumor that had been going around a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I maybe that's just the these two have morphed into one right. thing. But sources like told VGC and several other things. Um, Bloober Team is the one who made the medium, right? Right, uh, and I they've also done several other things. Like I think they did the observer. Uh, oh, observe! I was thinking of the Blair Witch game. Oh, right, right um see like i think like they could be a very talented studio if they had more money and i don't know if konami is really willing to fund like an expensive project you know yeah that's what i I don't know and i mean we still have to take this whole thing with a grain of salt i feel like an extreme grain of salt because what the fuck is konami now but um yeah i don't know people i feel like since pt was really blew up and people were really excited for that game that got canceled i feel like people have been chomping at the fucking bit for new silent hill stuff so do you want to hear something weird sure i don't want to be like a contrarian i just think it's like a weird thing it's not chomping at the bit the actual uh it's champing at the bit 
that is stupid. It's stupid, but that is the actual uh, saying. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, looking at that, this reminds me, we, we missed a, uh, a news article. And oh, God. What is it? Uh, arguably the biggest one. Oh, no. Norman Reedus. Oh, fuck off. Mm-hmm. He, uh-huh. he spoiled that there's going to be a Death Stranding 2 in development. Yep, it's in development. No. no. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. I won't allow it. Mm-hmm. Eight hours ago? Mm-hmm. No. We can't have this. Our society can't take it. We're already on the brink. <laughs> yeah, so so there's like double bad news for you. Now you learn that it's champing at the bit and that sounds stupid. And uh, and Death Stranding 2. I feel like I I can't. Will you I play can't. it? I can't. You, you okay? I can't. <laughs> and I'm gonna end up playing it, and I hate that. But I can't. It's I fucking that game sucks. I hate it. <laughs> and it makes me so mad because sometimes I'll see people being like, "It's actually sick now," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Fuck the fuck." Off. Are you talking about you Dan Riker? No, I saw like Gene Park say it recently, and I was like, Gene, I had so much respect for you. <laughs> See, you didn't and have this any. Is what, this is what happened. You didn't have any respect for uh, Dan Riker. No, Dan is an idiot. But yeah, Gene, like, he's a smart man. He writes for the Washington Post about video games, and like, this, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. So yeah, that's I I I was wondering if you just purposely didn't put that in there. No, I didn't even see okay. that. I was wondering if like you just wanted to pretend it wasn't real. So it's for most of my gaming news now. I usually go to Gamatsu, mm-hmm. and usually he will not post stuff like that. Okay. See, I I use uh, the the subreddit gamer news. So yeah, yeah. I, I just let other people do all the work for me. <laughs> um. And then the the rest of the stuff that I put on here was more just like, hey, these are happening Um, because Jeff Keighley announced a while ago that uh, for not E3, he was doing another Summer Games Fest thing on June 9th. Um, But he did tweet that he's particularly happy with how much raw gameplay they're showing. He promised still a lot of trailers, but a lot of raw gameplay as well, Matt. So he's proud of it. Okay. And he's ready. He's ready to rip. Uh, But just to go along with that, um, it looks like other things are congregating around that June 9th timeframe. Like the, the PC gaming show will be on June 12th and the future gaming show will happen again on June 11th, which Mm -hmm. the PC gaming show and the future gaming show usually go hand in hand and they are like run by the same people and they're just, they show a bunch of PC related games the future gaming show is usually more indie stuff um and then the wholesome direct uh they do those several times a year but they are doing another one like they did last year for e3 and they also announced that mary kish uh of twitch now used to be of GameSpot, uh will be one of the hosts of that and i really like mary and she likes playing wholesome games so i think that's really cool uh for her now when was that xbox 
Yeah, the Xbox One's got to be right around. I remember at June. I just don't remember when. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be within that like four or five day time frame. Which it would be awesome if like they all pretty much get together and they're okay. It's June Sunday, June twelfth. Yeah. See, so they're like, <laughs> they're all just like on the, at the same time for not E three. Yeah, which is what I ideally want. Because like yeah. for us, like E three was more about the press conferences than like the the show floor because we never made it to the show floor anyway. So like, yeah. Uh, so like, if we can just have even if it's within like a two week span, we get like pretty much all of them. Like that would be awesome. Uh, the ultimate thing will be if Nintendo does a direct during that I time. I feel frame. like Sony is a bigger question mark with that. Yeah, Sony would be, uh, but I mean, I just feel like Nintendo doesn't have to do anything ever. So I wonder if they would even think about doing it then or if it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I feel like Sony and uh, Nintendo will probably just do their own thing and like have it yeah. I, just because like it seems like they're more like we'll announce when we have something to announce. Yeah. But then also they want to have like their own news cycle type of thing. So mm-hmm. where if like if Xbox is really the only big one and then it's like the pc gaming show and the wholesome direct like whatever xbox announces will be you know front and center so well yeah but also jeff Keeley's thing sure he'll have some big he's got a lot of gameplay yeah okay i think like last year it was not tony hawk that was two years ago that yeah that was two years ago he showed elden ring last year I, yeah, I was just trying to think for me. I don't think he showed really anything that got me too excited last year. Yeah. But two years ago, when he when it was just like the Tony Hawk announcement, we were both very excited about that. Yes, that, that was that was dope. And then it ended up being awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then the final thing I put on here, uh, Square confirmed that they are going to announce news about the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary in June. Um, is this supposed to be just the second one, or is this going to be something? No, I can't remember what the mobile game is called. There was a, there's one of the mobile games that they had announced before that literally will retell the story of all Final Fantasy VII products, okay. like the spinoffs as well. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be like a turn-based RPG thing, and it actually looks like really cool, in my opinion. And they would like add new parts to it over time. I can't remember what it's called, but I, I would assume the announcement of that thing's release date, probably. I People are, like, hyping up the remake part two, but I, you know, I don't know. Especially if Final Fantasy sixteen is kind of close to done, and they're probably going to want to start advertising for that. I bet they would wait so that they can just have a hilariously long Final Fantasy seven remake part two cycle. Hmm. Um, it also there was there was a new trademark for Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, which was the DLC for the remake thing. Um, and I wonder if it's just they they'll also announce like, oh hey, it's actually coming to Xbox now. Oh maybe because the their time is up like way up because their their time was up when it came to PC, right? right? I, so maybe it just maybe it come maybe it leaves the Epic Game Store or like is an exclusive and comes to Steam and Xbox as well. I see, I'm kind of I wonder now that they're basically just getting rid of all the western and they're just going to be Japan. I wonder if they're even going to care about the Xbox. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I 
at that point though it's like it's so similar to like an architecture i can't like i i do, why not just like see if you can get the extra sales you know what i mean i guess and like when you get it on xbox you can probably get it on the microsoft store as well and the, like the pc store as well so like yeah so i like i wonder if that will happen or i think it should come to steam because people yes. get so fucking mad when it is just on the epic game like, store Steam and- makes sense to me i'm just wondering if they're just gonna like prioritize the xbox at all yeah, I just thought it was really weird that they like retrademarked that name. And I was like, we well, already have that game. So, yeah, so it's, it's going to come to something else, I'm sure. But right. Not the Switch. So, <laughs> uh, probably something. Oh, God. Hmm. It just uh, Maybe it'll be a streaming only thing. I, you say that, and it just like the Switch is not. The infrastructure for the Switch is not built for that. Like, it's just a, such a bad idea in every way. It is a bad idea, but so is putting the fucking Final Fantasy VII remake on the Switch. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, I, you know, both are bad, mm-hmm. and they should not do it. No. Right? People got to stop doing it. Please stop. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is the name I was looking mm. for for that for that mobile game. Okay. Um, it looks cool, and I pray to God that they do the thing that they do with a lot of their mobile games now where they just also put it on Steam so that I don't have to f- fucking use my dumbass phone. Yeah, I just, I never want to, like, if I can have, like, a controller or a keyboard. Because it's, like, it's just a turn-based RPG. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can do it with my finger, I can do it with my fucking mouse. Right. Just let me do it. Right. And that game is, like, going to be free-to-play with microtransactions to do something I don't, I don't know uh yeah so that's that that's it for the news right. um yeah that's happening all oh, that's happening i just thought of something i was thinking about this week uh, mm-hmm. this is gonna sound like a stupid question but i, I just kind of want to ask you anyway mm-hmm. okay the the, the civilization series like civ 5 and like civ rev and stuff yes is that would you could you technically make the argument that those are rogue that's like like a roguelike a rogue? No. Why not? Because because like you start out and then like once it's over, it's done. That is true, but it's you're not like. And then you have to just reset, and you just carry your all the knowledge you've learned from like previous games into the new game. Um, it the way the the gameplay is not the same. Sure, sure. Because you're not like um advancing to like other stages and other places i think would be the main difference i get what you're i see where you're coming from well like, because you are using all your knowledge and stuff um I'm, I'm specifically i can't think of the name but like it was somewhere around like 2014 2015 there was like a turn-based roguelite uh that i, I remember austin walker really was into like something ink control ink or mystery oh invisible ink. invisible ink which kind of got me thinking. I wonder if Civ, like, you could technically make the argument that it's like a roguelite. I think you could because the, one of the other main things is that like all of the same rules apply to the NP, like to the non-player things right. as well, and that is true in Civ. Right. The, the, so. I mean, like Civ, it's a little longer, so it'd be like a, just like an excruciatingly long, especially like your first couple times playing. Mm-hmm. Uh but, and it is like it does have procedural generation. Yes. And yeah, I, for the most part, I think you could make that argument. I mean, it'd be a stupid argument. I, I would, yeah, it, it's I more mean, of a 4X than anything else. And like 4X. I mean, oh, for sure. But like, yeah. I was just kind of thinking about that. Because like, especially with like Civ Rev, where a game takes like 
an hour, hour and a half. Like, I think that like could technically apply type of thing. Yeah, I think I definitely could. I think. So, yeah, that's that's what I I'll, that I was thinking about that because you were playing Rogue Legacy this week. So why don't you tell me about Rogue yes. Legacy, too? Uh, so sorry, everyone. Uh, I it's fine. I, I don't know. I it did not, it has not connected with me yet. I've played a couple of hours and it I think that Dead Cells ruin and Hades ruined all like the roguelikes mm-hmm. for me because like I it just it feels like weirdly stiff to me. Mm. And I feel like the way the weapons work and stuff like that, like you get different classes most of the time, not really different weapons. And I just it's like none of them feel super great to play to me. And I feel like the combat isn't like super deep or anything like that. But to be fair, I'm only a couple of hours in. I know that like Rogue Legacy one, you get the bosses and then the like weird, crazier versions of the bosses and stuff like that. Um yeah, so, like, I don't know, and maybe you get more movement stuff uh, later on. Like, I have unlocked a couple of movement things. Like, now I can dash on the ground and in the air, but you have to, like, unlock those abilities similar to how you have to unlock some of the stuff in Dead Cells. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, outside of that, like, it so far, and people will probably tell me I'm wrong because I haven't gotten far enough or unlocked the stuff yet, but it feels too much like Rogue Legacy 1 to me. Mm. And in my mind, Rogue Legacy 1 was, like, one of those first like roguelike resurgence things that really took off and people liked. And in my mind, like that's like one of the simpler early ones. Right. And like, this doesn't feel like it evolves that too much. Like so far it is the same thing where it's like you start, you pick one of the three people you start as, and they will have their own set of abilities. Uh, like in this, they'll start with a weapon and then they'll have a random like magic spell or and special ability. Um, and that will just be random. Those will be randomized based on what you get at the beginning. And then they will have certain traits and some of the traits will be good. Like you get more gold or like enemies drop more food, stuff like that. And then there will be bad ones where it's like, Oh, I have face blindness and I can't see any of the enemies. One of the ones I got was I literally couldn't hurt the enemies either. And so I had to die immediately because I could not do anything. That's kind of fun. But at the same time, like that's just a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, and I guess I could have still gone around and like open chests to get gold or whatever, because that is the way that stuff carries over in Rogue Legacy 2 is the same way as the first one where you get the gold, you die, you have the gold on your like weird skill tree um, screen, which is basically just like, oh, hey, I'm upgrading my health for some gold or I'm unlocking this class or unlocking this new mechanic. Um, and then you just build that up over time as you get more gold. Uh, and eventually, well, so then what happens is you lose all that gold when you re-enter the castle. Mm. Uh, but I'm sure it is exactly like Rogue Legacy 1 where you unlock perks that make it so that you lose only percentages of that gold. Um, and you can also use that gold to buy like new weapon types. Like you can use le- have leather armor for more defense. Uh, or I think it might, might be slightly less defense, but more speed. And like you can also make like leather swords, but then there's other types of sword blueprints you unlock as you go through the castle. So it's like it's one of those things where I think a lot of the problems I have with it are just that like the mechanical stuff is so similar to Dead Cells. And I feel like Dead Cells just like perfected a lot of that stuff in a way that this is not really. Well, like I I think of like Spelunky just has like an insane amount of depth. 
Yes. Uh, and it's it seems like Rogue Legacy 2. It like I doubt any roguelike will ever have the depth that like the first Spelunky had. Yeah, and it's uh, but it's, it's also just one of those things where it's just like I feel like a lot of other roguelikes have done exactly what this is doing yeah. since Rogue Legacy One. That's what I'm because like when did when did Rogue Legacy One even come out? Like 2011? Oh, 2013? Okay. So like yeah, it's it, that's old now. And I just I'm, and again, I've only played like two and a half, three hours. So like maybe it changes up drastically later on, but it, to me right now it feels very similar. What, which I mean, like, I think that's been my similar, my issue. Like I, with dead cells, like dead cells, just like perfected of like, at least the 2d, uh, mm-hmm. like roguelike that I just like, every time I play one, I just think like, I would rather just play dead cells and just do a run of dead cells. And- well, yeah. And they keep adding DLC yeah. to dead cells yeah. and like, they're going to keep putting out content for it where it's just like, yeah, as I'm going through and I'm killing the enemies, I'm like, the enemies don't react as well as I would like them to. I, the movement doesn't feel as snappy as it could. Mm-hmm. They have like the teleporting portal things like the exact same way you get around the maps and dead cells. And not to say that Rogue Legacy didn't have that stuff, right? Like the first one, like, sure, they did it. But then uh, Dead Cells came out later and did it better. Or at least that's the one I played that did it better. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are a ton that are like that. Um, Whereas, yeah, like, I don't know. And Rogue Legacy is reviewed very favorably. I, to be honest, I didn't really read a lot of the reviews. I just wanted to, like, play it and see what it is like. And I'll keep playing it to find out if it goes somewhere else. But, like, I never truly finished Rogue Legacy 1. I fell off it because I got bored before that point. Um, So we'll see. We'll see where this one takes me. Um, I... Yeah, I don't know. I got to ask my brother about it more because I don't know that he is still playing. He's been they put out other King of Fighters DLC characters. So he's been playing that instead. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where like I really wanted to be like, oh, it's like this evolution of Rogue Legacy. And that's so cool. But when I just played it for a couple hours and I was like, this feels like basically the same. I was just like, I don't know. It's like it's so many years later. I guess I was just expecting more. But maybe that was my bad. I guess I don't. Yeah, I which I mean, like also, like I just feel like you and I are just not the rogue, roguelite, you know, fan base. So no, yeah. So I and maybe like the later stages or something crazy, and I unlock more movement mechanics or whatever. But yeah, so far not doing right. Because I think the other big thing is like with Hades, it introduced like an element of like, hey, this has a good story. Yeah, and that's another one where like I think each weapon feels good and the powers you get feel good and unique in a way that this just doesn't. Yeah, because it's just like I'm Nightman with a sword mm-hmm. or I'm Nightman with a spear or a bow. And I there are abilities you can get that are like magic things, but I yeah, I don't know. Because I, I never played Hades, but like every person I talked to, all the everything I read, like everyone was like, no, this is the weapon set that you use. And like it seemed like every <laughs> single weapon set, like everyone felt like they were breaking the game, but it was all different. And like, I think that, you know, but it, yeah, it and they all have their own move sets and they all have their own like ways you can tweak them to make them different mm-hmm. and stuff. And like it, it adds a lot of depth, whereas this just does not feel like that to me. But you, in fairness, you've only played a couple hours so yeah and i I will give it that caveat Mm -hmm. for sure it's just i in in a couple hours you've played it it hasn't clicked with you at all so yeah and i really don't see how it could like evolve a lot further in terms of like the way the gameplay feels you know what i mean so so not that yeah yeah i don't know Mm -hmm. uh but i've played a lot this week 
You did, yeah. Uh, so crazy news, Manny. Mm-hmm. I beat Prince of Persia. No. Yeah, I sat down after the <laughs> podcast and I was like, I'm for forty whole minutes. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna really put the time into it, and I played over an hour, and then Saturday I played some, and then Sunday I finished it up. So, um, I really kind of pushed myself because I was like, I just want to get this over with. So, and now it's your favorite game of all time. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I I still like I I can't help but look at like the 2008 game and then compare it to this because uh, this like came out like I think two or three years later. Um, the 2008 game just felt way more ambitious. It just like yeah. the way the world was and you, it was like all interconnected and you could kind of flow from point to point. And I, I really like that aspect. But man, the combat sucked in that game. This game, the combat is better. That's not me saying it's good. It's at least serviceable here and doesn't suck. But like that's how I could kind of say about the whole entire game. It mm. just felt like it just it felt like it was like a 10 year old game. Just the way it was made and everything. I don't know. Like it's just. It was just not an interesting game, like Prince of Persia, uh, the 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 one that I've been playing. So I don't know. I I, I have a better appreciation for the two thousand eight one because that one at least seemed more ambitious, and it seemed like they were trying something like different and unique and new. So. Yeah, I would say if I had to give it a score, I would say just three out of five. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, at so and then Civ Rev, I've continued to play Civ Rev, and I've played uh, played in one with every single civilization. So uh, now I'm going to officially say I quote unquote beat the game. It took me about nice. 20 hours to do that, so it was not unreasonable at all to play through. I think it was like 12 or 14 different civs. Mm. Um, I, it kind of bums me out that they never really officially made like a Civ Rev two. Uh, they did. It, it was called Civ Rev 2, but it was a mobile game, and apparently it was like not good at all. So. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nope. I, I've uh, I'm I'm counting like I've beaten Civ. I've I've had my time with it. I had fun. Uh, it was definitely fun to just kind of go back and just see like, at least for me, like my roots of the Civ franchise. Where now I have over two thousand hours into Civ Five. Uh, this just it. it even though it is the same franchise, it, it still feels just so different. Um, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales. I finished that up this week. So I beat three games this week, actually. Nice. Uh, which, I mean, Miles Morales, if you just mainline it and don't do any of the side content, it took me like six hours. Oh, yeah. It's very short uh, if you do that. Uh, <laughs> I did. Playing through it, I was like, oh, yeah. There was that whole like Aaron Davis music part. Oh god, that was awful! And then, like, the reward at the end was just like one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't have to do that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the overall story, it's a, it's a great story, and I'm glad I waited long enough that I could just kind of like enjoy the story again and not want to just like skip through the cutscenes really quickly. So, uh, <clears throat> Spider-Man Miles Morales, still a lot of fun to play. Um, you know. I got that trophy for New Game Plus, and I probably won't play it again. Now I'll just uh, impatiently wait for Spider-Man 2, which I assume is probably 2023. Yeah, I would guess so. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully they won't push it back to 2024. Because mm. we still have Wolverine. That'll be like 2024, yeah. 2025, which is going to be awesome as well. So yeah. uh, But with finishing those three games, I was like, you know what? Time to start some new games. So I started uh, Ratchet and Clank: Tools of Destruction. 
which is the very first PlayStation 3 Ratchet and Clank mm-hmm. game. Um, it's always interesting to go back to those like really early PS3 games. Like this is before they had trophies in the games. Yeah, it was. Uh, but like, what's interesting is like this is when PlayStation was like six axis. This is gonna change oh, yes. video uh-huh. games. So like, there's just a lot of sections where you're having to use like the six axis for stuff. Um, so like, which it's serviceable, it's fine, but like, it is not the way you want to play games. Um, the other thing I want to kind of complain about a little bit. Um, this bugs me. So most at least 3D platformers, the flying sections and the swimming sections have the same exact controls. Mm-hmm. This game does not. Mm-hmm. And that is really fucking with me because one of them is like you use the X and circle button to go up and down. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like the the inverted like flight controls that you like traditionally think with like the stick. And it's like that really messes me up because like I'm used to like those are always like the same in most 3d platformers, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, but like outside of that, it's a ratchet and clank game. It's charming. It's fun. You know, you're running around, you're shooting people, you're getting experience, you're leveling up the guns. The worlds are interesting. Um, so, uh, this one has like, I, I don't remember the, uh, the villain, but it's like a fish tank villain, like a fish head t- in like a tank. It's weird. Huh. Um, so, uh, I look forward to playing more Ratchet and Clank, but it is more Ratchet and Clank. So, uh, and then after finishing Spider Man, I was like, you know what? I miss Uncharted. <laughs> so I started playing uh, The Lost Legacy because I haven't played that one. I don't know if I've ever replayed it. I think I only played it the one time, mm. and it, it's a like one of the best paced games of the PS4 era. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, so I think it'll be fun to just kind of play through that again. Um, and just you know, try to clean up all the the treasures and all that stuff that I didn't get the first time through, and just try to, and then maybe I'll go back through and try to like get as many of like all the treasures and like there's like photos spots and then there's like optional conversations you can have and there's just like a lot of like pickups and collectibles, so mm-hmm. I'll probably go through and just like do that after I just kind of like naturally beat the game, which um, I know you you like this better than you like four, yes, um, so. Which I think you and I are like in the minority of like people who really like this game. It seems like a lot of Uncharted fans either didn't play it or didn't like it, which is just wild. Oh, uh, that is wild. Yeah, no, I think this game's very good. But I think, but it was the same with Miles Morales, where like a lot of fans didn't even touch it. Which, yeah, which is just sad. It's fucked up. Yeah, because like as we said, like they were cheaper games and they're just like really well paced. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yep, I those are the 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 five games I've played this week. I'll probably looking at picking uh starting another game so I'll be playing Ratchet and Clank Uncharted and something else on my my Xbox. But um so yeah, that's that's what I've been playing this week. Uh and for this part 3, uh, as I was telling Manny, I usually like to do like, you know, like top 10 lists and our like uh the the brackets and I just try to come up with ideas of like what's going on in the gaming world, but like there's like no games coming out now so no yeah uh, we're just gonna do another frosty um and hopefully see like but like soon we're gonna be getting into the like the summer when like the dog days of summer when games don't come out so like it's just i'm kind of wondering if it's just gonna be dead until basically september yeah maybe 
which you know it is what it is it's 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 a great time to like check things off your backlog you know so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh Uh, all right so i will um we'll see we'll whip out the frosty um and I got Little Big Planet one and two. Interesting. Which we, but can, we can talk about three as well. I was gonna say we can just throw pretty much all the little big planets. Yeah, so Little Big Planet is weird and that I think it's really cool and I hate the way it feels to play. Mm-hmm. Uh so like and it's one of the ways why I think Dreams is way cooler. Um, right. But uh, Media Molecule, Sony, Sony Studio, that they basically let do whatever the fuck they want, because I still can't believe Dreams came out and existed. Uh, but Little Big Planet is like the precursor um, to that, in that it was uh, basically like, hey, there is this little weird burlap sack man mm-hmm. named Sackboy, and you put him into games that you make. Uh, and so little big planet one was basically only uh, 2d platforming levels. Uh, and then little big planet two, they opened up the tools uh, to be a little bit more than that. And you could do some like wild shit to, to fuck with that. Like, uh, people make all kinds of crazy things in Little Big Planet, um, so you could do more than just 2D side-scrolling levels in that. But that's what the tool set was made for mainly. But you can you can get into some other wild stuff. But the the thing that I don't like about them is the way the physics feel. It's just when you're playing a platformer, it's supposed to feel good to jump, right? And to me, it just feels weirdly heavy, and like the jump doesn't go far enough, and so that's the thing that really always bummed me out about it. Was it just it never felt super good to play to me? But I did. I played through the campaigns of both Little Big Planet One and Two with friends in either two or four player modes. Um, and that was fun. So like they each have a, like a story mode where Sackboy is just like going through these created worlds. Um, and you pick up all kinds of weird collectibles, like costumes and uh, like cars and all kinds of weird shit. And then you can use that stuff that you pick up uh, to make your levels. Um, and so that's the kind of stuff that when I would dick around with making the levels, I would use that kind of stuff because I'm not creative enough to like, you know, handcraft a whole bunch of shit for a level. Like usually I would just be like, we're making a dumbass car thing with a switch on it that when you stand on it, the car like fucking flies around like crazy town. Um, and so like I had a lot of fun dicking around making levels like that. But you can also, you know, it's it's basically like the precursor to dreams is the only way I can really put it is because like you can make your own music in it. Um, and there are a bunch of tutorials, but it's just that kind of thing where it's not as deep as that because it's not like a full fledged game engine. It's like just, you can make a 2d platformer with this. And if you want to like do some extreme ghetto rigging, you can make other stuff, but it's not meant for that. You know what I mean? Right. And, so, like, I mean, if you go to like go to Little Big Planet and, and their their servers, which I believe were shut down now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, which I I oh, I'll let you keep talking. I do have a question. Uh, oh yeah, but but like a lot of those stages were similar to like what happened in Mario Maker, where it's like this is a stage where you run forward and music happens. Right, right. Uh, and so there's a lot of those or like ones where it's like it's a roller coaster and you hold on and then it just takes you through the level. Um, but you can get you can get into all kinds of weird 
shit. Like one of the ones that I played a lot uh, with people where there was these like shark levels. And so you would just like try to get through these waters jumping while these crazy sharks with rockets on them essentially would kill you. Mm. Uh, And it was kind of random the way the sharks would go, but it was just stupid fun to have where it's just like, whoa, this rocket shark just killed me instantly. Um, So like I dicked around with stuff like that and I did like those roller coaster levels because some of them are really cool. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I think at the time when Little Big Planet 1 came out in like 2008 or whatever. Yes. um, It was a lot of fun to just like mess around in uh as like two or two three or four players and like go check out like hey what did someone make and like obviously they ended up by the end of their life cycles got like ridiculously insane right and people like made a lot of stuff little big planet three i have less experience with i do own it because uh our friend jumbo sold it to me Mm. because it came he like inherited his ps4 from someone and it came with that and he was like you can buy this off me so i bought it for like 20 bucks uh and i did play a little bit of it with him but it's one of the ones where they added things other than sack voice there's like a bird and like a really thick guy (laughs) and they they like had different physics uh but it was one of those things where it was just like i think i'm over a little big planet at this point so i i never really played enough of that one to figure it out but yeah there were several other like sack things right and they they had different abilities or whatever did you ever check out the the little big planet karting the the kart racer um oh no i did not i played the other game that sony put out mod nation racers oh okay and i liked mod nation racers but yeah i did not play a little big planet carding mm. i bet it's pretty generic that's my prediction man i forgot about mod nation racers that game was cool mm-hmm. now i'm trying to remember was it Little Big Planet one or two that had that like Muslim controversy because I had that. That was the first one. That was the first one because like the first because like that because like those were printed. The discs Mm -hmm. were printed and then like before the game released, uh, there was that controversy and then they had to like patch it out. But like if you have one of those early discs and you don't patch the game, you still have like that song in it. Yeah, so there was like they did. I don't know that they just didn't know that it was in there, but as one of the songs had some chanting in it that I guess was offensive to uh, Muslims, I believe. Right. And um, yeah, they I, I remember that controversy. Yes, that, that's just like such a weird controversy that like this like this like happy little like platformer ends up like probably being the biggest controversy of that year. Just weird. Um, I also do want to give a shout out to it's not Little Big Planet, but the Sackboy game that came out for PS5. Yeah, people seem to like that. Yeah, a lot of people compared it to uh, Super Mario 3D World. Oh, interesting. Saying it's like it feels very similar to that because uh, like because it, it, it's like a 2D platformer, but like the stages are wider because it's kind of made for like uh, multiplayer. Interesting. I know right off the bat, it did not have local multiplayer on it, mm-hmm. and they patched that in later, but it does have that now. 
yeah, that probably was a weird thing to not have at once. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, but no, I, Little Big Planet was really cool, and like it is um, very weird yes. that the servers are like gone now. I think. Yeah, at least Little Big Planet one for sure is. I think three is. Three was on the PS4, so that could still be up. Sony has permanently shut down the servers for the original three Little Big Planet games on PS3 mm-hmm. and handheld Little Big Planet on the Vita. And that was in 2021. I wonder if it's still up on Little Planet 3 shut down PS4. None of these say that. So it might still be up and running on the PS4. So looking at this. In Little Big Planet 3, players can play any levels created in Little Big Planet 1 and Little Big Planet 2. Yeah. So I wonder like I wonder if like the 1 and 2 just kind of got moved over to 3 and you can still play from 1 and 2 in 3 today. Yeah, that's I mean that's what happened in 2 was right. you could play all the stages from 1, but then sometimes if they like tweak things, it would, they would be like fucked up. Mm. So like depending on how they did stuff, so yeah, some stages would just get like abandoned. Which I mean, like, okay, it, they are still. It is still available on PS4, okay. so you can still play a Little Big Planet three on PS4 That's if good. you would like to do that. And like, hey, I mean, like, I would rather they make changes and it fucks up some of the older things than like keep everything the same, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I mean, I and and as you mentioned at the beginning of this, I mean, like, this was all a precursor to Dreams, which then just took a lot of what like little bag planet was and just made it so much bigger and better so mm-hmm. uh wow people hated little big planet car racing mm, yeah it is five out of ten from ign mm. so yeah that's i cart racers are just like it's mario kart and like nothing else is worth playing pretty much yeah so Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing is the only other one. And Jack X Combat Racing, which is one of the PS2 games in the PlayStation Plus thing. I mean, in fairness, there is also um, Crash. Crash Team Racing. Crash Team Racing, also very good. Yes, this is true. But that's hard. That's a hard game. It is, yes. Like, weirdly, really hard for a, a you know, kart racer. Because mm-hmm. I remember when it was you, Justin, and I playing for Extra Life... Uh, you pretty much won every single time, and Justin and I were like competing for last. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that game is very tough. Yes, for sure. Um, but I mean, that's all I really got about Little Big Planet. Yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like those games were cool, and I, by the time three had come out, I was not really in a place to be like, hey, I'd like to play this very much. Um, there's a lot of other other things going on, but the, I did spend a lot of time with one and two for sure. Uh, and I, I think they were interesting in concept and then in practice, not as much because like in the same way that I'm never going to make anything in dreams, I was never really going to make anything complex in little big planet. So it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a game for creative people. And I was, uh, on the more like, Hey, I just want to check this out spectrum. So like they did at least have like single player things that you could do like stories to go through and collectibles to collect. So like, I think that was a good aspect of it. And that was the part that I would enjoy for like 
five, six hours and then, you know, just fall off or check back in and dick around with stages every so often. Is that how long, like the campaigns or whatever you want to call it about five, six hours? Yeah. Usually they were never super long. I mean, that wasn't the point of the game anyway. So no. Yeah. And it was also just to like collect pre-made shit that media molecule had made. So, right. Yeah. They'd always have like cute, British twee voiceover shit from a narrator, you know, talking about sack boy. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, so that's Little Big Planet, and you know, it's another short podcast. But I mean, like, I, well, like we did have actually have some news this week, but like you know, I'm just kind of replaying games, and you you played a little bit of Rogue Legacy, so it's just. Kinda, mm-hmm that weird time period where there's just not a lot going on so yeah but i mean i'm i'm fine with it yeah yeah. i mean we'll talk as long as we can i mean that's the nice thing about a podcast as opposed to like like a cable tv show you gotta like you have a time slot that you have to fill where we can just kind of like however long it is that's how long it is Mm -hmm. uh so yeah that'll do it for this episode um as always the theme song is sting operation by the band anamanaguchi they're an excellent chiptune band you should check them out and we will be back next week peace out